I'm all for like catchy phrases if it helps you remember something yeah. helpful. And so something <laughs> that I really like to tell people is you have to stop shooting on yourself. Should doesn't really like work in the nutrition space because different things work for different people. And when we hold on so tightly to like what we think we should be doing, we can't really figure out what we truly want or what's truly going to help us get there. One, two. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Ready? And action. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, we are here with uh, myself and Josh. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to introduce you to Coach Ali Macy, who is uh, one of the OG coaches of WAG. And uh, we're very excited to talk to Ali today. Um, she lives an interesting life and um, gets into some pretty fun things. And uh, has her hands in all sorts of different areas of WAG as a company. Uh, just, you know, not just being a nutrition coach, but so much more uh, as a handful of us coaches are. Um, so, Allie, uh, first question for you is, uh, where do you uh, hail from and who do you live with? Who do you share your space and your life with? Yeah, um, I hail from Vermont. I grew up in Vermont. I love it here. I had like a one-year stint my freshman year of college in Pennsylvania. And then I wanted to come back to Vermont. And then I finished school here. Um, and I settled about 40 minutes north of where I grew up. So I still live in Vermont, but just up north. Um, I live with my husband and our German short haired pointer, whose name is Blue. And he is our whole entire world. He's like the best thing in the whole entire world. And he brings us so much joy. And yeah, I live I love where I live. I live right across from an organic farm. So when I'm feeling cooped up in my house, I'll go help friends like pick vegetables and I go pick dinner and it's it's wow. a really cool place to live mm -hmm. yeah it's wild it's so cool I love it so much and when we bought our house we had no idea that we would become like best friends with the people who own the farm and that it was even something like a farm we were just kind of like yeah I guess that's there um and we walk our dog over there and snowshoe there in the winter and it's it's the best so we got really lucky yeah, it sounds like the quintessential New England uh, it totally position is. to be in, being from Maine and all, it and totally knowing Vermont is. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It totally so, is not quite homesteading yet, but no. you've got a pretty good chunk of uh, yeah. a land there and space. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we do a lot of like canning. I've been trying to like learn about homesteading. I'm definitely not going to be like fully into it, but yeah. just because I like other things too much. But <laughs> I think it's really cool. I really like the idea of being self sustaining and like canning stuff and then eating vegetables like mm -hmm. we literally would go pick vegetables and then can them 20 minutes after they came out of the ground and i get to like eat them over the winter and it's just there's something so cool about that yeah um but connection yeah. to your food yeah yeah it's beautiful and i think we need more of that especially with like the way the world is going right now farmers and especially like independent farmers and small farms are kind of the future so it's mm -hmm. it's fun to be involved in something like that and learn more about it so yeah there's a, there's a guy in our gym that his goal is to be completely self-sufficient by 2025. And wow. like every, every day he looks at his plate and he's, he like says to himself and, and his wife, like how much of this is ours? Like how mm. like that, that's like their, their, um yeah. their goal. And that's like their, their perception and like what they're working towards. I like it is gauging it so along the way. Much work. Yeah. Not in like a bad way, but it is a full-time job. Like I, I took us, when we like canned 
something and I ended up with like 14 cans of vegetables. It took us like three hours. And I'm like, I can't imagine. No, it took us longer than that, like four or five (laughs) by the time we picked it and washed it and cut it and like put all the cans in the boiling water and stuff. And I was like, people do this for like their entire winter food. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it must take weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It's wild. Um, But it's so cool when you figure it out. Constant preparation where you almost never get to kind of sit back and enjoy yeah. You, you know, this life you created, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, nope, there's always something else to do yeah. because you got to have it for tomorrow or you're going to be prepared. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> to bring it back to wagon nutrition, it's nonstop meal mm-hmm. prep. Some people are into that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, I mean, that's a, that's, a dec- that's a pretty good segue. The, what I wanted to ask was how you got into, I guess this could be two separate questions. How did you get into nutrition? Uh, in the first place and but then also how did you find out about WAG or if you want to switch those around yeah yeah uh I think the nutrition question it leads into WAG so Mm -hmm. I um was not into nutrition at all until my sophomore year of college and someone dragged me into a CrossFit gym um before that I was running way too much and honestly not eating enough and I was in a pretty dark place as a lot of people can get that around that time of their lives Um, and I was doing a lot of that, like 1200 calories a day. And I remember being like so hungry and eating like a whole bag of carrots. Like that was literally my life. Cause that was like, these are good for me. And then I would go for a really long run. And I'm just like, so glad a friend was like, you should come to CrossFit with me and drag me into a gym. And I remember I walked into the gym and there was one other female coach there at the time and she was snatching and I had never seen anything like it before. And I was lucky that I kind of like had a, like a a flip switch almost where I was like, Oh, like, that's what I want to do. Like I, she looked strong and she was happy. And she was like clearly (laughs) fueling her body very well because she could. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I love Olympic lifting to this day. It's like my favorite part of any CrossFit workout. Um, And so I think I just got really lucky. So I walked into the gym and I started doing CrossFit and I started wanting to be good at CrossFit. And so that kind of like stemmed my interest in nutrition. At the time I was an English major and I didn't have a minor and I threw, it was kind of last second. So I threw a nutrition minor on my English major. Um, And then when I graduated, I was still doing a lot of CrossFit and I decided to go back to school to get my master's in nutrition and human performance. So it was at that time where I was full-time CrossFit coaching um, and looking at different schools where I wanted to go back to school and I w- remember I was driving in. I remember the exact moment I found out about WAG. I was driving in to the gym to coach a 6 a.m. class. And it was like a February morning and it was so cold. And my husband and I were living at our respective homes at the time, um, saving up to buy our house. We weren't married yet. Um, and so the drive was like 40 minutes from his house to the gym. And I was driving to the gym and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about WAG. And they weren't even talking about WAG as like, this is what it's like to be a WAG client. They were actually talking about, this is what it's like to be a WAG coach and Mm. about the kind of um, like environment that WAG coaches live in and about nutrition coaching in general and just kind of like the goals of the company. And I really connected with it. And I remember I got to the gym and I had like 10 minutes before I had to start coaching this class. And I pulled my computer out and I looked up working against gravity. I scrolled to the bottom. And this was before there was even like a careers button or like any way to really find out how to become a coach, like on the right. website. Because right. um, it was like old school, old school lag. And I remember in- emailing the info box and being like, like, this is a little bit more about me. I'm going back to school to learn more about nutrition. I'm taking 
um, looking at this exact program. And the woman who was doing the hiring at the time was in that program. And it was wild. And it's like a small program out of like, I don't even remember where Logan University is out of, to be honest. It's like a Midwest state. Um, And she was like, we're not hiring right now, but we do require every coach to be a client for at least three months before um, we would even like look at hiring you. So I would recommend doing that. Um, And then like, we'll reach out if and when there's a spot open. And I remember being like so pumped because I would like had an excuse to hire a nutrition coach, which I (laughs) had always wanted to do, but I just like didn't know there weren't very many people in the space doing it. And so I remember being like, oh my God, now I know who can be a new, like where I can find a nutrition coach. And I coached that class and I signed up like right after. And my like starting wag pictures are from my gym mirror. And um, (laughs) and I was lucky enough that it was before the, like it was early enough that they were still looking for a lot of coaches all the time. And two months later, I, she reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you want to interview? And rest was history. So here I am. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to go back up a little bit. Um, You mentioned going into, um, you have to correct me on the title of it, but human performance that was yeah nutrition and human performance. Yeah. Nutrition and human performance. And Mm -hmm. that was, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like what, what that kind of means, those, those two things like intertwined and what you learned? Yeah. Um, so nutrition and human performance, it's exactly what it sounds like. It was, um, learning a lot about the basics of nutrition, but also how nutrition impacts human performance. And it was, so it's kind of like, there was a lot of sports nutrition, which was really cool since at WAG, we work with a lot of athletes. Um, and when I say athletes, I mean like people who exercise on purpose. Um, Chris alluded to the fact that Chris alluded yeah. to the fact that I do a lot of other things at WAG. And one of the things I do is um, I'm our director of marketing. And so like, we always think about like, okay, like who are the people that we like, tend to work with most, you know, who are like these, who are our yeah. clients. And yeah. that's like really hits the nail on the head. Like we work with other people too, but athletes, and that doesn't mean a professional athlete. It can be literally anyone who exercises on purpose with some kind of goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be the goal to be the best or the goal to win a competition. It can just be like the goal to be able to pick up my kids for the rest of my life or whatever. So um yeah, like nutrition and human performance. It was human performance for sport, sports nutrition, but also just like for longevity. And um, it's been really cool to pull that into my coaching. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, I never knew that you were an English major, mm-hmm. you said, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but it makes yeah. sense. It, yeah. it makes perfect yeah. sense now, I no, love you know. To write. Yeah, yeah, getting to work with you and the marketing team for the years we did, mm-hmm. and just yeah, you do love to write. Yeah. You have a definitely a uh, a passion for that, and uh, you're yeah. very good at it. And so, well, yeah, so you yeah, if you're reading a lot of Wag stuff, that's Allie's <laughs> Allie's voice <laughs> shining right. through. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah, um, it's been fun. Yeah. So speaking of fun, um, we want to know. <laughs> I'm curious. This is just a random question. I'm gonna uh, sneak Ooh, in there. Yeah. If you Love don't it. know Allie, you or, or sorry, if you do know Allie, you know that Allie loves Trader Joe's. And yes. I want to hear about your first Trader Joe's experience. Where did this love <laughs> connection start? <laughs> and uh, where is it today? <laughs> yes, I'm known for Trader Joe's and my obsession with Cadbury chocolate eggs. And that's <laughs> pretty much a good picture of me. Hell yes. Um, so we didn't get a Trader Joe's in Vermont until 
I want to say a couple of years ago, but like COVID was a black hole of time. So it was probably more like five. Yeah. Um, but my first time in a Trader Joe's was in Massachusetts. And I remember I was there with my mom and I was like, I've heard of this place. And we walked in and it was just like heaven. It's just so, I just love it there. There's so much new stuff. And there's, I mean, like, it's just so easy to find healthy things. I cook so many things out of like a frozen Trader Joe's bag and I'll get, I'll like post it on my Instagram story and people will be like, oh my God, this looks so good. How did you make that? And I was like, it literally took 10 minutes and I pulled it out of a bag and it's like, <laughs> like I you're think getting hit up with what's the recipe. And you're like, yeah, what exactly. Recipe? I'm like the recipe like... <laughs> is a little bit of oil in the bottom of a pan and this bag, like, yeah. And I think zero that that's recipe. That, yeah. And that's what I love about it is be like, and it just, it pulls back into nutrition that it, things don't have to be complicated to be, to work. And I think people like to overcomplicate things and think like, oh, reaching my goals has to be really complicated. And I have to cook like five-star meals for myself three times a day. And mm. that's just definitely not the case. Um, but yes, I love Trader Joe's. And I remember like the second we got one, um, my husband and I bought a chest freezer because we live 45 minutes from our Trader Joe's. So I go oh. in and I like literally fill a cart and then um, I'll bring it home and throw it all in my chest freezer. But luckily my parents live close to it. So I always have excuses to drive by it. Um, but I was just in New York um, last week and there was like a Trader Joe's. And my mom was like, we have to go check it out. We have to see what different stuff they have. And it's just, I don't know. It's very fun. I love it there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd love. I mean, here in Denver, I've got two in either direction I can get to within ten minutes. It's it oh, is a luxury, but I never I never go. But like when I hear Good. you talk about, it, I'm like, you know, what? Allie's Allie's right. They do have a lot of cool stuff. You know, my <laughs> number one thing cool for Trader Joe's back in the day was their cookie butter cheesecake bites. Like during mm, my yeah. two year period of uh, weight loss, like those were factored into many a day. Yes, uh, and then they, in my day first. Yeah. They discontinued those. And I was like, oh, TJ's don't, you did no. me bad. You did me wrong. I know they but. do. They do do that. And mm -hmm. it's funny. I always wonder about that. Like I worked for Lululemon for a really long time before mm -hmm. I started full-time CrossFit coaching. And like, sometimes there's just like something that's awesome and everyone wants it. It's like this pair of shorts with this exact pattern or like mm -hmm. this Trader Joe's thing. And instead of being like, let's work, let's stick with what works and then like iterate on things that weren't working. They're like, let's get rid of the stuff that works. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do you do this? So weird. <laughs> but they do still have cookie butter. That's it's true. Like in a, so, I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. But I'm not going to make my own cheesecake bites. That's just not going to happen. I'm not ready to be that self-sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 Chris's that's, homesteading. that's homesteading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, is making cheesecake bites. Yeah, and I'm exhausted afterwards. I got to take a week off <laughs> from <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> oh, the that's good. Trader Joe. The closest Trader Joe's we have is two and a half hours away. Oh, so it's that's like, long. So whenever we go to Grand Rapids or Detroit, uh, Grand Rapids is closer mm -hmm. uh, to us than Detroit. Um, Detroit's mm -hmm. like four hours, but every yeah. time we go down there for a show. Or if we're going down for like a competition or something, like we usually hit a Trader Joe's like on our yeah. on our way in or like out of town. Yeah. Just because it's like it's oh. really good for like healthy snacks. Like they have this awesome pre-made grilled chicken and like it's my go-to when I'm going on a road trip. I yeah. always go there for snacks. But oh, two and a half hours, that's too long. Even for me, I would only do that if it was like on the way to something or if right. I had nothing to do all day. Well, that's where we have to go for like concerts or any kind of show yeah. that we want to go to anyway. So it's like Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you just kind of like 
circle around and, and hit hit one before you before yeah. we come home or whatever exactly. something like that Perfect. um yeah. so uh back to back to wag and uh stuff like that so you yeah. so you became a coach in uh, when or how long have you been coaching I've been coaching. It's funny you ask because I always have to text Chris to be like, Chris, when were you hired? Because I was like right after you. And yeah. when you when you guys were like, okay, podcast, I was like, okay, I have to remember what year I was hired. So mm-hmm. let me ask Chris again. Um, I was hired at the beginning of 2017. Okay. So it was like I started working with a WAG coach in February, and then I think I was hired in April wow. 2017. It's been a hot minute. I, I, I was hired like right along with, if not right before Jess. So it's about right. about the same time, I think. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Jess, I mean, we'll, we'll talk to her about hers. She's, she started at the, when school year, cause she was teaching. Yeah. So a little bit after then. Yeah. So she started technically a little bit after you, like you guys were hired at the yeah. same time, but then they waited until. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That makes and sense. Jess is Josh's wife for everyone who's yes. listening. Who's <laughs> with this girl we're yeah. about. And we'll, we'll have that. We'll, we'll do that interview soon. Um, the, uh, so what I was going to ask, after that is what's one of your favorite or not, maybe not favorite, oh, but proudest accomplishments being a WAG coach. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's not an exact moment like this one moment in time, but as a client and even as like when I was starting to coach, I was still very much, glued to feeling like I had to be perfect to make progress and feeling like like I was the queen even when as a nutrition coach when I was hired of like logging every single day and like always within those like ranges of my macros and if I didn't I feel bad like I was dealing with I think a lot of coaches become coaches because they need it you know like they need to hear the things that they're telling people every yeah. day um and I I was definitely like that um And so I think, and so I really enjoy working with people who are, were a lot like me when they started, like feeling like there's got to be a better way than being perfect all the time. Um, And so when I can work with someone and they can be like, Hey, I'm realizing I like really, I can go enjoy myself and I can feel confident in my body and I can feel confident in my food choices and I'm no longer like stressed around food. It's no longer the thing that consumes my every waking thought. And I have so much more room in my, in my life and in my brain and in my heart for people and for like doing things that I love. And I'm not just constantly like worried about what my next meal is going to be. And if it fits in my day, like moments like that, when people are like, I can actually go enjoy my life now because I've let go of stress around food. Um, I think are really powerful moments. And I've had those with many of my clients and those are always the moments that I'm like, yeah, okay, this is why I do this. Like mm-hmm. this actually made someone's life very different and better. Um, when you've yeah. provided the tools and knowledge for nutritional yeah. liberation, yeah. it's, yeah, it's profound. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I love the way you worded the fact that, um, and I hope I heard it right, was that because of the systems you put in place with your nutrition, it freed you up from the attention you once had to give it. And then, yeah, like you said, it freed sure. up your time for your friends, for your passions, your hobbies and the other yeah. things. And it just and so it wasn't this consuming thing. And it actually made your life better in more ways than just the yeah. health and happiness aspect. Yeah, because I remember like going to like a potluck or like a gym party or something and like trying to have conversations with people. But all I could think about was like 
all the food that was on the table. Like I was like, like, what can I eat? What shouldn't I eat? If I eat that, what do I have to change later? And it's just like, there is definitely a time and place for that. If you have very specific goals or if you're learning, because if you're learning, it's going to take up a lot of your mental time. And so I don't want to make people think like, if I'm thinking about food a lot, it means I'm doing it wrong or something's wrong. Cause that's not true at all, especially at the beginning. Like it takes extra time and effort and thought, but I think then there comes a point where you have to like show yourself some grace, you know, and you have to remember you're a real human and ask yourself what your priorities are and remind yourself that like, there's more to life than every little counting, every little thing you put in your body. And it's funny to say that as a nutrition coach who really like believes that macros are are a great way to learn about your food and to reach your goals. But at the end of the day, like I remember Chris, you saying like we track, so one day we don't need to. And I think that like helping people realize that, um, Mm-hmm. It's really cool and helping yeah. people create confidence around their choices uh, is, I don't know. That's like my favorite thing. I agree. That's, I feel that's my number one thing with clients too. Is yeah. like when I, it's when they could almost, not that it's required for success, but when they can experience that some degree of a level of what I experienced from my own journey, yeah. it's like, you get it. You get it now. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when it all just clicks and you're like, oh, this is what it was all adding up to. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's, a, and it's funny because yeah. the thing that all adds up to like, usually isn't what people think it's going to be. Like, usually people think, right. like, oh, I'm going to like hit that, like, my goal weight and then mm-hmm. like I will be happy or like I'm going to hit that PR and then everything will click. But it's, it doesn't work that way because we're constantly like, our world has taught us to constantly like ask, like want more or want better and and forget to like sit in our successes, you know? And so I think, I don't know, like giving people the space to love where they are and not feel like it has to be like leaner, 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 or like stronger, stronger, stronger. I just think like our goals can become habits, just like bad habits where we like think we want something because it's just all we've wanted for so long. And Mm. so when people can like take a step like, like, I know for me, I was always like, okay, like leaner, stronger, leaner. Like, that's just my goal. And yeah. I remember being like, yeah. oh, wait, how do I actually feel in my, I remember this profound moment. And I don't remember like exactly where it came from, but just being like, oh, wait, how do I actually feel in my skin right now? And I was like, oh, I actually feel great. Like, this is, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy. I can like enjoy the, enjoy foods. I can enjoy social events. I can crush it in the gym. I can you know, and like realizing, oh, I, and I actually do feel really good where I'm at and just letting go of like that goal that has been there for so long if it doesn't serve me anymore, yeah. Um, which kind of is goes along that same vein of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. All right. So you might have maybe kind of touched on this in uh, the answer you just gave us to the last question. Uh, but more specifically, what's one piece of advice that you love to give your clients? Um, like if you had like a standout mantra or ethos or something that you love to just try to help get them to wrap their head around, what is that thing? I think I'm all for like catchy phrases if it helps you remember something helpful. And so something (laughs) that I really like to tell people is you have to stop shooting on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think like, like should like S-H-O-U-L-D should, because I find that I hear it a lot and I see it a lot. It's like, I should be making faster progress or I should be meditating to de-stress or I should be tracking everything I eat or I should be weighing myself every morning or like, 
this exact approach should work for me because it's worked for me before or because it works for my friend. But should doesn't really like work in the nutrition space because different things work for different people. And when we hold on so tightly to like what we think we should be doing, we can't really figure out what we truly want or what's truly going to help us get there. Um, Because maybe like, maybe you really shouldn't be making faster progress right now. Maybe you're going through a really stressful time and um, you're not tracking food very closely, like because of life circumstances. And it actually is like a huge win to be drinking enough water every day and like getting in bed at nine o'clock, you know, and like that there, I mean, there are always things you like should do, like you should be a good person. And like, you should, I don't know, call your mom on Mother's Day. But like, other than that, like, you should, you should find what works for you and do that. Um, And that can change. And if you feel like you should be meditating, but like you can't get yourself to do it, like what's a different way that you can de-stress that's not meditation. Like I like to walk. I, I can't meditate. It's just not my thing. Um, But I love to go for walks. And if I was holding on to like, I should be meditating, like I would just be more stressed. Yeah. So I, I, whenever I see that word or I hear that word, I'm always like, but should you, like, why do you feel like you should be doing that? Um, And I don't know. I think it just helps open up again, like letting letting go of that should helps you figure out who you truly are and what you truly want and what will actually help you get there instead of this thing that's like holding you back because you just feel like you're doing something wrong because you're not doing it the way that you've seen it done or someone told you you should do it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, uh, clearing your perspective out a little bit there. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. So stop shooting on yourself. Yeah, on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. And it's stop like, it. I don't know. It's so fun. And it's funny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, when at first I was like, what did she say? And you're like, oh, shooting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember. It's just so funny. There yeah. was a, um, gosh, I don't know if it was a staff call or if back in the day when we had the um, staff Facebook uh, mm-hmm. page mm-hmm. where we were able, we oh, were TBT. able to. What's that? <laughs> The TBT, that's like old oh, school wag. Yeah. That's yeah, really old school. There's some good stuff on there. We should probably um dive go back into. and look. Yeah, yeah, go back and look at <laughs> if it's even there anymore. But um there I think you actually posted it or you said it. Um but there was so much or maybe it was Kelsey. I don't remember. But it, but but either way, it, very similar to what you just said, there's all these things you go on the internet and everyone has this morning routine. Yeah. I get up and I read 30 minutes a day. Then I meditate for 10. Then I exercise for an hour and then I do this. And you're like, yo, like you're, you get up. Like what time do you get up and start, <laughs> yeah. doing, you know? So first of all, so th- there's that you're like, how does that even work? But then when you, when you read too many of those things, when you read Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss' yeah. morning routine and you read Andrew Huberman's morning routine and, and all these people that are like, you know, high level performers in some aspect you can get into this like paralysis by analysis kind of situation and then you feel like a failure because you're like well i don't i don't do that in the morning so there's something wrong with me i better fix it and it's like that's not at all and i know that me and jess went through that we're like we get up very early in the morning and for us getting up and like i mean obviously like we wake up a little bit but then getting to work and getting mm-hmm. like a huge chunk of work done is so satisfying and it frees up more time for Same. us later in the day to do things that we actually want to do. And so we Same. found, yeah, we had to let go of all those, these people that are like, you need to get up and meditate and then read for 
30 yeah. minutes and, and this is what you this. should do yeah right. that's the, the whole exactly what you just said and so yeah. i think that i think it's important for everyone to find out uh what works for them and then just yeah. go with that like don't yeah. really worry about what all these uh gurus or other people yeah. are saying like find what works for yeah. you yeah, yeah. and you can like no... try it on for size but if it yeah. doesn't work for you like mm -hmm. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means something else is probably going to work better. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. I think it's a realization and an acceptance of that, that no one template that anybody can provide you is going to fit perfectly over the variables of your yeah. life and satisfy all these problems that you've got to fix. You've got to attack them individually and one by one. And then again, yeah, like you find this system that works for you. Yeah. I felt the same way about meditation. I got into a groove with it, was doing it yeah. daily. I'm like, okay, this is okay. I get it. But then the takeaway from it was something that was like this long lasting effect where I could meditate in any moment mm -hmm. in any space being at a concert or something like that, needing to calm myself. I can go over here and do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just a tool that I'm left with. I'm like, Oh, I get it. I don't need the continued practice of it. I just need to practice it when it matters, yeah. you know, and then, yeah. and, and, and all those different things. And then like, I'm same with you. I'd like to go for a walk and take my voice for a walk instead mm -hmm. or go for a hike. That's my meditation. Yeah. That's where I have the most yeah. profound Being thoughts out in nature. Yeah. and realizations and yeah. go in nature and cry by yourself because what you're looking at is beautiful. Like yeah. that's, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. uh, I'm a character building sitting in my house being like, <laughs> okay, like I just, and, and that works for people, but it yes. just doesn't work. For just quietly sitting and hearing the hum of your refrigerator yeah. and like, and all I'm yeah. thinking is like, this is all the work I need to be doing right now when my computer's yeah. right there. And I could like, it just doesn't totally. work for me. No, um, I agree. But totally. it works for you. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you have a much more mind control than I do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, that, that's, that was really, really good answer. A really thought provoking answer too. Cause I think a lot of people fall into that trap. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you can use it with anything. Like, cause mm -hmm. people say it about anything in their life, whether it's nutrition, like I should be meal prepping and it's like, well, do you need to like, yeah, yeah. maybe. But also like if you ha live a life where you work from home and you don't need to meal prep, you don't need a meal prep. Mm -hmm. You can cook oh, it yeah. fresh, yeah. you know, like, but people yeah. are like, but everyone's meal prepping. So I should too. And it's like, yeah, maybe if you have to go somewhere for the middle of the day tomorrow, you should make a lunch. But like, you don't need to spend hours meal prepping if it doesn't fit into your life and if it's right. not going to like serve you or if it's going to stress you out more, you know, so it can really connect to anything, whether it's stress or nutrition or yeah. I don't know, anything exercise. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. so that was, so the, the should don't should on yourself. I have to be careful. Yeah. Don't should. Yes. Yourself. Yeah. I have to be careful. Um, that that's something that you love to tell people mm -hmm. what this, if it's not, I mean, if it's not the same answer, share something else. But if it is, you can just say the same. <laughs> um, what's a piece of advice that you find clients need to hear that maybe it's not easy for you to say, but more often than not, clients need to hear this? I mean, my first thought was like, this is going to take more time than you want it to. But, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but I feel like that's like a really given answer. Um I don't know if, so I can think of something. It's not necessarily something that I like have a hard time saying though. It's just something that I feel like everyone needs to hear. And it's like, we're always told not to compare ourselves to others. Like that whole, like someone's Instagram is just a highlight reel of their life. And like, don't compare your, your now to like there right now, because you don't know how long they've been, you know, like everyone says it forever. But what we don't tell people or hear enough is like, you need to stop or at least be more aware of when you're comparing yourself to yourself. 
And what I mean by that is that you're like our bodies and our goals and our lifestyles and circumstances and priorities change so much throughout our lives. And I think that's one of like the beautiful things about getting older is that your priorities change and you learn more about the things that are important to you and you prioritize those things. But we can easily forget that like nutrition, especially won't look the same at every point in your life and your ability to do a specific routine or habit is not going to be the same Mm -hmm. throughout your whole entire life. Like I will work with people who we either were like working with WAG and then felt like, okay, I got this. And then they leave for a little bit and then come back or people who I've worked with like through an entire life transition and what works now doesn't work or what worked before might not work now. Yeah. And it's more than just that, but it's that you have to like let go of the comparison of you then and you now, because maybe the first time you were trying to lose weight, you were like two years out of college and you had so much time to go to the gym and to meal prep and you lived with a roommate who was also really into health and you get nine hours of sleep every night. And it was just like, everything was easy and fast and like weight loss came quickly or strength training or or strength gaining came quickly or your performance got better quickly because you just had all this time. And that was your top priority was like going to the gym and meal prepping because that's just like what you were super into at the time. But maybe now you're, I don't know, like, a mom of two and there are goldfish all over your house at all the all, all times. And your husband like loses weight eating ice cream every night for dinner. And like you haven't slept night in two years and you can go to the gym, but not near like for an hour, four days a week, not like two and a half, five days a week. And yeah. your stress is through the roof, you know? And so progress is just going to look different. And when we, and then we can get caught thinking like, oh, but like before it worked, you know, or like before it was easy. So something's wrong now, but that's like not the not the case. And we beat ourselves up thinking that things should be the same or holding ourselves to the same standards. And that's really what it is. Like I used to like meal prep used to be so easy. What's wrong with me now? And it's like, well, your life's really different. Like that was all you had to do two years ago, but now you have so many other priorities, like things that you want to do instead, like spend time with your kids. And I don't know, like, I think we just have to ask ourselves, what do I have control over today? And how can I reframe progress in a way that lets me be confident in like my efforts right now, you know? And so I think just not only not comparing ourselves to others, but not comparing our, our now to our then I think is really important. And I think a lot of clients need to hear that. Um, it's not hard to say to people cause it's not like tough love really, but it's just kind of like a reminder. Cause I don't think we think about it that way. Cause we're so used to being told not to compare ourselves to others. Um, yeah. Well, it's a reminder that you are a person that lives outside of their yeah. world that is looking inward and seeing a fuller scope of things. And you have to tell them like, hey, I know you did those macros with that coach three years ago, but I'm not going to just throw those same macros at you because that's what worked for you in the past. Like we're not there right now. And so, yeah, a lot of clients do come in with that kind of uh, expectation, right? Like, oh, well, if I could just be put on theirs, like, well, why'd you come back then? If you could just go back to those macros and it's that easy. Like you could, you don't need my help to do that. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like not even just like exactly like nutrition plans. It's just like that moment where you're just like, why can't I do this anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why can't like, there's something wrong, because it doesn't feel easy this time. And it's like, well, there's a lot of things that are different. So when we think things have to be easy, that's when we and they're not that's when we quit. But if we, if we expect to have to work, then we just get to like surprise ourselves when yeah. we like crush it, you know, I just I don't know. So I think that that's mm-hmm. huge, because it keeps people from like giving up really. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Another great answer. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Killing it. Killing it. <laughs> you know, been doing this for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. And I, yeah, I'm sure everyone else can hear can tell too. <laughs> um, 
So we're uh, kind of like to uh, wrap up most podcast interviews here with coaches with like a fun question here or just to kind of pick in your personal life and not be so much about nutrition. It could be about whatever, but uh, we want to know like what's an experience in recent memory that's been really fun or profound or unique for you. Like what's something that stand out that your life uh, experience has brought your way in the last couple of years? Last couple of years. My recent, first thought whatever, was, yeah. yeah, no, last couple of years is more helpful than like yeah. very recent. Cool. There you um, go. <laughs> the coolest experience I've had in the last couple of years, um, my husband and I, we were a 2020 couple who got, well, we got married in 2020. Um, so our wedding was really small and we put off our honeymoon. We were going to do like Italy. We were like, which is awesome. If Italy's your thing, do it. Um, and <laughs> We were like, because I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll go to the Amalfi Coast. It'll be so fun. We'll like do all that kind of stuff. And that obviously didn't work because of COVID. But we're really lucky that that didn't happen because we ended up, um, he worked out in Montana for a year after college. And I had always wanted to go because I'd heard him talk about how amazing Montana was. And so for our honeymoon, we instead of Italy, we decided to rent a camper van and we flew out to Colorado and drove Colorado wyoming montana and like did a ton of camping along the way oh, wow. um, and it was just like the most fun thing ever and i miss it so much like i literally wanted to sell all of our stuff and buy a camper van when we got <laughs> home um, we did buy yep. a rooftop we're getting there um yeah. <laughs> but it was just the coolest experience and it was so fun to um spend that time together and to see so many like, it's just so big out there. I mean, Chris, you know, you yeah. live out there. <laughs> Chris yeah. is like, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. But I well, guess, I was like so I, excited for you when you told me you were doing yeah. that. I was like, yes, just, Allie, that's the oh, best idea. Mm-hmm. It was so yeah. much fun. And it was just so much fun to spend that time together. And camping is so fun. And we did a lot of dispersed camping. So you're just like in the middle of nowhere hearing wolves. And it was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was so cool. Um, And I want to go back out there ASAP. And I'm always like, when we hit it big. We're buying a house in Montana. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back so badly. Um, that's, but that's you always, the- always have a place to stay here anytime you want to come and have a home base and just go out and adventure. Yeah. It's always open. Yeah, so, I'll yeah. You're going to be sorry. You, you, <laughs> I was gonna be, I'm coming back. I'm coming yeah. back. Um, but it was just really cool. Like, it taught me I didn't need as much stuff as I thought I did. Yeah. Um, and it just, like, really inspired me to slow my life down. Um, and really like focus on the things that like pick out the things that I care about and focus on those things instead of getting caught up in mm. the noise of things. Cause just being outside of that for a week and a half, two weeks and just being literally outside. And, um, it was just, it was amazing. So anyone who even has a little bit of a pull to do something like that, just do it. Cause it was the coolest experience I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say you're yeah. speaking Chris's I'm language. I'm so jealous of all the yeah. pictures you post all the time, Chris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were just in Iceland, right? Yeah, I was in Iceland uh, two weeks ago for five days and, and living out of a camper van uh, with a great friend of mine. And it was, I agree with everything you said. It was just a, such a monumental experience to just have the autonomy of your day or your plan changing and just scaling it to yeah. be different. Like, well, there's a campsite down here. We could just there. You got a single like, cooktop. Cool. Let's go do there. that. Yeah. yeah, you're like, what's over there? Let's go, let's go yeah. check it out. You know, as long yeah. as the van can go down it, it's not an F road yeah. or something. And like, yeah. it was just such a cool experience. Like, just it, the, my first 24 hours in it, and I said, I can't wait to do this again. And this trip isn't even yeah. over yet. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you do <laughs> do something like that, like my biggest piece of advice is to ask local people for tips and yes. like best places to go. I remember you saying like, if your if your car can make it down or if your van can make it down, 
when yeah. we first got to Colorado, we were looking for a dispersed camping site and we were like, we should just like pull over and ask someone. And we asked this like typical Colorado guy. He was like dreaded out and it was just like awesome <laughs> to talk really yeah. slow. And he was like, yeah, okay. And he's like, okay, I have a spot for you. And he like backed up and looked at our, uh, at our van. He's like, yeah, she can make it. And then was like <laughs> yep. giving us these like wild directions to this like middle of nowhere campsite. So we never would have found it if we hadn't just like stopped and asked someone who like looked like they knew what they were doing. Yep. Um, so that's my yep. advice. It was cool. Yeah. It was so fun. Some of the best yeah. campsites I found have just been discovered while wheeling and going, oh my God, look at this place. And I'm like, pin dropped, save yeah. that one for later. Save and that it's for like, later. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's nice, especially those hard to reach areas where you just kind of know the competition's going to be less and you're probably going to snag that spot and you're going to be blissfully alone yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> that's yeah. awesome. So that's cool. a great, what a, what like a, what a great story to take, like, you know, the, the, uh, craziness of 2020 and your, uh, honeymoon trip to Italy ends up being yeah. a, a trip of the greater yeah. West, Western part of our, our own yeah. country. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool for sure. Yeah. And I was like, I, yeah, like we'll make it to Italy eventually, but we're not really like sit around oh, people. Sure. So I don't know why yeah. I thought that, that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, before we, before we close up here, uh, go ahead and tell everyone kind of where they can find you on social media because you are pretty active. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, give out your handles here real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm really just on Instagram. It's Allie underscore Macy one, two, three. So it's A-L-I underscore M-A-C-Y one, two, three. Um, I'm trying to get in the TikTok game, but I mostly just watch them. I don't really, <laughs> it's hard. I don't really make them yet. It is. It's just one more thing. And I'm like, you know what? I really love Instagram. So I'm going to be here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's where that's where you can find me. Yeah. Cool. And uh, as always, if you want to know more about Working Against Gravity, go to workingagainstgravity.com. Uh, we have a ton to offer there. Uh, and if you want to work with Ali or myself or Chris or any of the other coaches that we've had on the podcast, um, that is where you sign up and that's where uh, you can do it. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, Ali, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. Good. We're glad. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what yeah, we're aiming we're, for. Yeah, yeah that's Perfect. right. And uh, yeah, once we talk to uh, this, uh, most of the coaches and get everyone on, then we'll come back and we'll do the, some of these nutritional roundtables where we pick topics yeah. and kind of uh, dig into those a little bit more because we, I, I think everyone has somewhat of a specialty in some area um, mm -hmm. and that's going to be really, really fun. So we'll definitely yeah, I'm excited for those. Out. We'll have to have you back on for those. So I would yep. love it. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> well, thanks again, Allie. Yeah, and, uh, thank you guys. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Thank you too. Bye. Take care, everyone.